You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 231. Today, I'm going to help you once and for all to stop overthinking. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So, how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now, with over 2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another Monday edition of the Mind Your Business Podcast. How are we doing? I know, I know, we skipped a week. (gasps) Gasp. Some of you checked in, asked if I was okay. Some of you said WTF, and some of you didn't even notice. Why did I even say something? (laughs) Ah, this is like the first time in like two years I skipped a Monday episode. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I'm back. I've batched. I'm not just back. I'm back and I'm batched. Ton of guest interviews coming your way. New case studies. All kinds of goodness coming so that I don't do that again. By the way, I should have listened to my intuition because I kind of knew it was going to happen. So I'm going to share what happened And it's not to get me off the hook to justify my behavior and not to make an excuse at all, okay? I was out of integrity. I say I'm going to do an episode every Monday, and I didn't. (sighs) Now, I'm I'm also compassionate and love myself. It's okay, but I got to acknowledge and be held accountable for it. So I, I am. I'm sorry. So we did a lot of episodes leading up to the previous week, and then I had my live event, BBD Live. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, which was such an amazing event. Oh, you guys, so good. It was our biggest one. People said, people that have come to like every single one, my team, they said it was the best one. I think the feedback from the members, the breakthroughs, the results, the things they did, it was the best. And the one we're doing in October is going to be even better. Oh, so anyways, that's my quote unquote excuse is that I recorded up until that week, and then BBD Live is three days, and then the day before is a VIP day with our coaching clients of the Next Level community, and then the day before that is like final prep and team and all that stuff. So that week I was out, and then by the end of day Friday, we were all exhausted, and it was it was Chelsea, my wife's birthday, which I took her to Palm Springs for the weekend, and we went... My gift to her was a shopping spree at her favorite mid-century modern furniture stores. And we picked up this really cool picture that she has been wanting for like four years. And now it's hanging in her house. It was a really fun time. So yeah, I chose like resting and spending quality time with my wife after BBD Live over the podcast. And I, I was like, maybe I could do this if I would have brought my mobile mic and I forgot the mic too. So I was like, that's just a sign not to. But my intuition was like, James, you better get an episode ready before you go into BBD Live because you're just not going to be inspired or have the energy to do it after the event. And dagnammit, wouldn't you know, I was right. So we're back. That's all that matters. The past is the past and now is all that matters. Am I right? So let me just tell you, it was an incredible event. 
And I have some really cool stories to, to share that goes into this theme today of overthinking. I love this quote, overthinking is the art of creating problems that don't exist. Boy, ain't that the truth. And how many of you find yourself overthinking all the time? And I don't need to tell you by now that problems aren't real. There's no such thing as a problem. What? Oh, easy for you to say, James. No, there's no such thing as a problem. A problem is an interpretation, and it's your interpretation. And Einstein said, you cannot solve a problem from the same level of consciousness that created it. In other words, if you think about the problem as a problem, chances are you're not going to find, see, or come up with the solution. And if we want to get super woo, problem has a certain frequency and solution or possibility is another frequency. Are you tuned in? and focused on problem frequency or solution frequency. Oh, so that's what happens when we're overthinking, right? Normally your energy and your attention and your focus is on imagining what would go wrong, could go wrong, will definitely, most likely, highly likely go wrong. You're focusing on unwanted outcomes, unwanted future possibilities. That's where your attention's going. That's where you're focusing, right? No, bad. <laughs> that was me slapping your wrist. No, they're slapping your brain. No, stop overthinking, right? I want to share with you how a story and experience that I had at BBD Live that really deepened this for me and also share how we were helping our students at that event for three days get out of their head because that's what this episode's about. How to stop overthinking? Get out of your head. Get out of your head. It's constantly, it's this, it's like the way I look at it is like, it's this tennis match between your head and your heart and your whole life. You've been practicing the head. You've been strengthening the head and you've been told, listen to the head, be logical, be reasonable, be smart about this intelligence and IQ, which is great. Don't get me wrong, but the heart knows best, right? Come on. It doesn't have to be a cheesy Hallmark card here. Let's just be real about this. The heart knows, the heart always knows. It's that positive feeling emotion that's guiding you. And that's usually what comes first, by the way. The gut feeling instinct, the nudge, the voice, the intuition, that calling. It's like, it's like, hey, how about this idea? Hey, do this thing. Hey, you need to do that. And we're like, whoa, do you feel that? Do you see that? And then immediately you go, all right, now let's wrap my brain around it. And you're like, how do I do it? I don't know who to do this with or who's going to listen or if I'm enough, when I'm enough, when am I going to do this? How can I? That means I can't. Of course I couldn't do this because if I fail, I'll look like an idiot. And if I look like an idiot, what will they think? Right? That's all the head. Get out of your head, right? But your heart's just sitting there the whole time like, hey, you should go do this thing. If you want, go do it. (laughs) If we just listen to that, boy, there would be no resistance. We're the ones creating the resistance. So this, it's like this tennis match with yourself. It's not any opponent out there. It's not the market. It's not your competitor. It's not the economy. It's not your president you're playing this tennis match with. It's your mind, right? And the resistance is that idea of it's, a, if it's, it's just a thought that counters what you really want. It's a thought that opposes your heart. It's a thought that poses the outcome, the vision, the dream, The, if I could just have a magic wand and wave it, what would I have? It's the but. The resistance is the but in your life. 
You got big butts and you cannot lie. Did I say that right? (laughs) It's the butt. It's I want to help people, but who am I to do this? I want to be successful, but what if I fail? It's anything you're saying after that, but that's the thing that's holding you back. And that gets us into this overthinking. What if I'm right about this thing that I fear? Well, what if you're wrong? What if it was okay to fail? Have you ever thought about that? You're like, I'm afraid to fail. Well, what's so wrong about failing? What's so bad about it? What if it was a completely okay to fail? What would you go after then? What would you do then? And a question I really like asking you, what would you do today if you knew you were just one failure away from your biggest success yet? If failure was one prerequisite, like when remember when you go to college and it's like, hey, I'm going to go after this major and it inspires me and it's like this thing that's going to become my career. And then they're like, that's great, but you have like two years of general ed prerequisite classes that you have to take. And you're like, I don't want to take science and biology and Spanish 101. Sorry, you got to take it to graduate. Well, what if failure was the same way? What if it's like, hey, yeah, you're just going to have to go through this failure in order to get everything you want. What then? Would you still avoid it? Would you still be so petrified of it that you'd be frozen and never take action? Or would you just get it over with? Rip the band-aid already, right? So here's what I did to get in my head. And I haven't shared this with anyone publicly yet. And this is just like, it's almost embarrassing. It's stupid. It's so stupid. Me. (laughs) All right. So I'm preparing for BBD Live. And it's a couple days before the event. And I'm practicing and kind of going over my notes of my presentation and what I want to share and everything. And I said, you know what? This is easy because I'm going to do a lot of the same things that I did at the last one we did because it's a different group of people. So I don't, I want to give as much of the same experience. I'm like, I kind of just want to do the same thing and improve upon it. So I found the recording of my opening presentation and I watched it. And this is bizarre because I don't think anyone, I've ever heard anybody say this before, but I watched it and I was like, not even joking. This is like embarrassing. I'm like, holy cow, that was really good. What if I can't do it as good this time? I don't think I can. Oh my goodness. I got intimidated by myself. I was like, I didn't know how good it was. In my opinion, I was like, I thought it was good. I'm not trying to stroke my ego. I was just like, wow, I did a good job up there. Better than I thought I had done. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I can't do it as good as that. And I'm trying to memorize the exact words and the same way I said things. I'm like, oh, I got to get that in. I got to say it at this time. And oh my God, everything just like flowed. And I was in my head, totally in my head. And even the night before, I was like, I don't think I got this. And I found what I was trying to do was just be a carbon copy of the previous presentation. And I couldn't do it. Wow. And then, by the way, for everyone who was here, you'll know that we had like crazy weather. It was raining and it was super windy. So that night I go to bed, I think it was two in the morning, three in the morning, between two and three, I get woken up by the craziest wind. Oh, it was awful. And I couldn't go back to sleep. And I don't know if you've ever had that experience. There's, there's the experience of course of not getting a full night's sleep and that sucks. But have you ever had the experience of not being able to go back to sleep and only having like three hours and you're wired and you're awake and you know that in just a few hours you have 300 people from all over the world coming to hear you speak 
oh, that was painful. I couldn't go back to sleep and I felt like a zombie. I'm getting to the event. I could barely like drive. I had to take two coffees just to leave the house and then have two or three more coffees as soon as I got there, cups of coffee. And I felt like I, I'm like a zombie. I just, I, could, I felt like I was in a dream and I just told the team, I told the team one thing and then I told myself one thing. I said, guys, my brain is mush right now. That's what I felt like. You know that feeling when you have like no sleep? You just feel like mush. Like I know, I'm, I'm sure parents know, exactly, young parents know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Mush. And I'm like, I can't make a single decision. So please don't ask me to make a decision about anything today. I'm hurting. So just tell me what we're doing and just be by my side because I don't know. <laughs> and then I told myself about 20 minutes before 9 a.m., 20 minutes before we start and I'm about to go out, out on stage, I said, my brain is mush. I can't think. And I said, well, I, I, th I guess that's for good because I was overthinking this anyways. So if I can't use my brain, I might as well get out of my head and just let whatever comes out, come out. And that's exactly what I did. And I did the whole first day and the first segment, everything with like three hours of sleep and like the worst brain fog, zombie, like mental state I've ever had. And I still don't even remember it. However, my team, members of the audience, people that have come to every single event or most of them that we've done said it was my best performance. I'm not saying that to brag. Okay. I'm not saying that other than to prove this point and the finale of the story that was the best performance I did. And I think it's because I was forced. I had no other choice but to get the heck out of my head and just be present and just trust then just show up coming from a place of, hey, whatever the audience needs right now, whatever they need, we're here to serve, we're here to deliver. And we did. Big lesson for me. Funny side note, by the way, I got teased and made fun of that night because <laughs> I did still make some like brain farts. I said, we got to do some housekeeping before we, you know, start. And this was like 40 minutes in the presentation. But instead of housekeeping, I said house cleaning. And I didn't recognize it. And I guess people told me about it later. So I like made little things like that that were just like, oops. But um, yeah, I got out of my head. And because of that, it became a fantastic, fantastic theme for the rest of the event. A BBD Live is a different type of event. It's, it's an event that gets people to like really step up, to really play big, to play full out and to take action on the things that they've been hesitating on, that they've been procrastinating on. And a lot of times, what's a lot of the times, 99% of the time, it's because they're in their head. And so I said, if I got out of my head, you can too. And a lot of times when I'd be asking questions, you could see when people get back in their head, they overthink about it, they overanalyze, they come up with all the logical reasons. And we had to get people back out of their head. And we did. And we had people in those three days experience extraordinary results, like took action while they were there, did amazing things. Like people doing their first Facebook Live ever. People that were afraid to make a video, be in front of the camera or do a Facebook Live and boom, they're doing it. People that launched Facebook groups and got their first 50 to 100 members. People that launched their first course, their first beta program, one of which was a member, Ken, who had the idea for a program while he was there and then announced it and he teaches bass and was able to get famous bass guitarists to come and contribute and share for the membership. Amazing. One of our next level members, Kim McCarter, this is one of my favorite, 
she launched an offer for a $11,500 offer. $11,500. And she got six people to apply in one day. In like, I think it was like a couple hours, like two or three hours. It was crazy the amount of stuff. And a lot of it happened when it's like, stop overthinking, get out of your head and just do it. Now, however, that sounds a lot easier. Easier said than done, right? You know, because you hear a lot of people, just do it, just do it. But it, it doesn't always feel as simple as just doing it. It doesn't always just feel as simple as just doing it, right? And so that's what we want to take a look at a little bit today. And so, if you'd like to do that thing, accomplish that accomplishment, achieve that result, experience the thing that you've been wanting to experience, but you like been putting off, it just hasn't happened. You like think you've been working really hard and doing all the things and it's not working. Or maybe you're not taking any action at all, like total procrastination, but you're really committed to that. We gotta take a look at it. And so the first question I have for you, and this is great to like journal this out, folks. You know, it's a podcast. I don't know if you're going to do this or not. But the first thing would be to write down and identify what is the story that you're telling yourself of what it's going to take to actually do this. Let's start there. Have you looked at that? What are you saying it's going to take in order to do this thing? Like, for example, since we work with a lot of students that are like launching their first program, their first product. There's a lot of incredible fallacies, if you, if you will, of what people are telling themselves of what it actually is going to take from them to launch it. Well, I've got I've to write my 20-page sales letter and, and then go hire the copywriter and the designer for it, and that's going to, boom, I got to create six months worth of content for the product first. I got to get my list to 10,000 people before I even consider. I got to have my website completely, you know, all these things. And I'm here to tell you that we can challenge all of those individually, but how much of those things are you putting in front of you and you're using that to hide from what you really want to go after? You're hiding from that, those few activities that put your butt on the line, that expose you, that actually force you outside your comfort zone. It's so easy to say that there's more you need to do before you're ready. There's more dots you need to connect, pieces you need to put together, things you gotta build before you're ready. But the fact of the matter is, you'll never know when you're ready. And if there really is a moment, you're like, ah, I'm ready, you waited too long. It's too long, you could have launched earlier. You could have done that thing sooner. But you know, most people are saying, I'm not ready yet, and they don't even know when they will be ready. Do you know when you'll be ready? Why are we hesitating? Why are we putting this off any longer? This is one reason why we work from 90-day cycles, because if you can't do something in 90 days, it shouldn't be done. And that way, in 90 days, it's just, it's enough time to make anything really cool and awesome happen, but it's also not too much time that like you don't waste a year of your life going down the wrong direction. You can pivot in 90 days. You go, oh, that didn't work. Let's try this. So if you can't get something out there, if you can't do that thing in 90 days, you're overthinking it, you're overcomplicating it, and you're most likely hiding behind your to-do list. It's not about getting it perfect. It's not about making it the best. 
It's not about doing everything we can be from a place of being a perfectionist so that we can avoid criticism. Get the criticism. Get the negative feedback. Who cares? At least you did it. Otherwise, people are going to criticize you for talking and not doing anything. Oh, there she goes again. Talking, but not doing anything. All right? At least you went for it. So what's the story that you've been telling yourself of what it actually is going to take to do the thing that you want to do? And if you really sat there and got present to that and, and journaled that and wrote that, you'd see you've probably put a lot of stuff like, well, I got to do this and I got to get this certification and I got to go through, finish these other courses first and I got to get this other thing figured out. And then it becomes this big, heavy thing that of like, of course I haven't done it yet. Screw it. Do it now. Do it in the next 30 days. Do it in the next seven days. Instead of telling the story of I have to do X, Y, Z before I can go after what I want, flip it and say, what does it look like to go after what I want now? How can I do it in the next week, in the next two weeks, in the next 30 days? What will that look like? And what will that take from me? How do I make that possible? When Stephen Covey said, begin with the end in mind, we must also create and do from the end. We must be the end. The end outcome is launch this thing in 30 days. Great. What's it going to take to make that happen? What does it look like to launch it, create it, sell it, offer it, promote it when I only have 30 days? And then do it. But chances are the answer to that question is stuff that you don't actually need to do. At least not yet. That's why we talk about the concept of MVP, minimum viable promotion or project. What is the least amount of pieces that we need to make this viable, minimum viable? Not MVP as most valued perfectionist, right? I've said this before on the podcast, perfectionism. Being a perfectionist, so many people are proud to be a perfectionist. That's like kryptonite to an entrepreneur, by the way. A perfectionist or perfectionism is your survival strategy for avoiding criticism. Let's just call it what it is. You have gotten so good at avoiding criticism that you use perfectionism. Being a perfectionist is someone who just really cares about what everyone else thinks more than the impact they can create or more than the financial destiny that they can change for their family. It's more important what a complete stranger thinks of me. The impression I give off to them, the reputation I have, their thoughts, their opinions, their judgments and criticisms are more important. So I'm going to be a perfectionist. Perfection is an illusion. Perfect to whom? To a stranger, they'll always find something wrong. To you, yeah, you'll always be your own worst critic. You always will. It's not about perfection. It's about progress. It's about improvement. And that improvement only comes from feedback. Not feedback from you, but feedback from the end user. So how can you make that progress and how can you get that feedback if you don't put it out there? And I'm not talking about putting it out there for free to a friend. No, from a real customer. Their opinions are the ones that matter. But can you put your ego aside and say, hey, I like this and this, but this was a real problem for me. Can you put your ego aside and say, okay, I received that and I'm going to see what I can do to improve that. So what's the story that you've been telling yourself of what it's going to take, all the things you got to do before you can 
And how much of that is you also waiting for permission? Permission from whom? Are you waiting for permission? And who the heck are we waiting for permission from? Because it's never coming. In fact, a story I, I don't think I've ever told on the podcast, but I'll share the real brief version is I was a, 11 years ago, young, dumb, silly James was a part of a mastermind and I got ready to launch my first video product. I had such a passion for video. I wanted to teach it. I wanted to share it. I was like, I can help people with video. And I launched it. And the person running the mastermind sends me an email and says, hey, I saw that you launched this video product. We already have somebody else in the mastermind that also talks about video. Who said that you could do this? I didn't sign off on this. And I took the product down. I was so embarrassed. I was so scared. Now, if I could go back in time, just slap that kid upside the head, I would. I can't believe. I don't blame that person. You know, it is what it is. But I can't believe I was so driven for the need for permission. I was operating for the way most people do from a permission-based world because it's the way your environment and society has groomed you. You consider the idea that you were a small person for a good chunk of your life. Like you were not an adult, considered an adult for like 18, some people 20, 25 years of your life, right? In other words, someone else was responsible for you. In other words, someone else told you what that you could do and couldn't do. Look at school. Everything is based around permission. You can't go to the potty room. You can't use basic bodily functions without permission. Think about that for a moment. Think about how much that trains us from a young age that you can't even go when your body says, I got to go. You can't unless someone else tells you it's okay. Now, I know this seems benign and innocuous. Oh, James, like, come on, what are you just, everyone's just going to start leaving the classroom? I'm not saying I got a solution. I'm just saying from a young age, we didn't even know that we're being indoctrinated into a construct, a paradigm of you need permission. You need permission to ask a question. Don't ask a question unless you raise your hand. And then I got to call on you. Again, hey, it creates order. It's a system. I get it. But how much of those experiences in our life do we just carry with us into adulthood and to entrepreneurship? Especially if you come from a corporate background. For any of my peeps that come from the corporate world, how many of your ideas threaten the status quo? No, 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 we don't want change here. We don't want difference, right? We don't question things. We do what you're told. You gotta realize that entrepreneurship is anything but being a permission-seeking, good little hardworking person. If you're waiting for permission, you're going to get it you're, or you're going to get a response. And the, the response is permission denied. If you're going to ask, the answer is no. But if you're waiting for a yes, you're going to be waiting a heck of a long time. As I've joked before, permission from whom? There is no mayor of the internet that comes down and says, yes, I finally dub thee the authority that you need to be. Go forth now, my child. You have my permission. It's never going to come. Give yourself the permission. Give yourself the permission to write that post, even if it's really polarizing and controversial and, and it's going to ruffle some feathers and rock the boat. Give yourself that permission to create that program and launch it and sell it and ask for the sale. Give yourself permission to create that Facebook group, that community, that audience, 
that fan page, that movement, that message, that role of being an authority. Because no one else is ever going to give it to you. No one gave me what I have here, what I have now. Don't mistake what I'm saying is that I've gotten tremendous support from peers and mentors and friends and family and team. Support is different. We're talking about permission. We're talking about waiting for somebody to come along and say, hey, I give you the green light. You now are allowed to do this as if you weren't before. Big difference. Huge. It's never coming. So you might as well give it yourself. Now. Not tomorrow. Now. Otherwise, how much longer are you going to wait? So that was really fun at BBD Live because we, we just like, we unlock this and unleash this action taking in people. But we got to look at what's getting in the way. And it would be advantageous for you as well. What's preventing you from doing this? What's preventing you from giving yourself permission? What's preventing you from launching that podcast or putting that stuff out there? Have you even asked? If you haven't asked, how do you know what's really getting in the way? I'm afraid. James, I'm scared. Yeah. We're all scared. We all fears. Congratulations, you're human. But are you telling me that the fear is going to stop you? That you can't do anything despite being afraid? That no one ever did anything even when they were afraid? Heck, I have a whole episode talking about how launching this podcast was one of, if not the most scariest, it was definitely at the time, I'm still wondering if it is today, the scariest thing I'd ever done. Here's this guy who built up this video business talking about tech, nerdy video camera stuff, and now I'm going to talk about all this other stuff. Oh my gosh. I was so afraid of all the things I'd built up. Was I going to lose it all? The reputation. Oh, I was so scared. But I also knew I wasn't going to let it stop me. It doesn't have to stop you. Feel the fear. Do it anyways. Big one that comes up for people is like, James, I just don't know what to do. Let alone how to do it. BS. I call BS. I call BS. You see, the reason I call BS is because it's operating from this belief system that you have to know everything before you can get started. You got to know all of it. I got to connect all the dots. I got to have all the pieces. I got to see every step of the plan from A to Z before I can start. Eh, no, that's never the case. Jump and build your wings on the way down. All you need to know is that next step. All you need to know is what to do next. And then build your wings on the way down. It's that scene from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where he takes that first step out into that, you know, pit, that cavern, that deep canyon of, into nothingness. And then all of a sudden, boom, his foot lands on this invisible bridge that was there the whole time. Take a step out into faith. Leap and the net will appear knowing that all you have to do is know what that first next step is. Big thing we tell our coaching clients over and over and over again. Action creates clarity. See, you've up until this moment had it backwards. You think you can take action once you have the clarity. <clears throat> backwards. Hashtag backwards. It's the action that gives you clarity. Think about this. How much further ahead or how much more growth or much revenue or many customers 
would you have served? How much more impact would you have created if you doubled the amount of mistakes you made last year? If you took twice as much action? If you made twice as many failures last year, how much further ahead would you be? See, it's nonsense. We're afraid of failure. We're afraid of mistakes. But no one here can tell me that if they doubled down on their action and made twice as many failures, twice as many mistakes, twice as many uh uh-ohs, that they wouldn't be further ahead. Of course you would. Because action breeds clarity, even action in the wrong direction. Because the wrong direction gives you clarity on what the right direction is. Ta-da. You get the lesson. But you won't know that. You'll know it as a concept. You'll like it on Instagram. You'll say, so true. But there'll be that thing in your life that you've been procrastinating on, hesitating on, putting off. Well, it doesn't apply here, James. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, it does. It definitely does. What's that thing you've been putting off? What's that thing you've been telling yourself you're just not quite ready for yet? Because you don't know all the steps, all the pieces. You're not quite ready. When will you ever be ready? And you'll never, ever know all the steps until you get to that last step. But that takes action. And action creates clarity of what the next step is and the next step and the next step. Here was another big one that came up at BBD Live. A fear of being greedy and a fear of feeling like a fraud. Does that resonate with you? That you're not helping those people you need to help because you feel like it's greedy or it means you're a bad person. It's a really interesting one because we sell stuff all the time. And then I ask our customers, I ask customers, like people that have paid us money, do you think I'm greedy? And do you think I'm a fraud? Well, no. Well, what makes me any different? If I'm asking you to do the thing that I'm doing, how come I'm not a greedy fraud, but you would be? Huh. And then of course, I go to the dictionary and I look up fraud. Have you ever looked this up? It's a wrongful or criminal deception intended to result in financial or personal gain. A person or thing intended to deceive others. And so the question is, is if you feel like a fraud, are you trying to deceive others? Are you trying to harm others? Are you trying to do criminal acts? Be honest with me. Come on. And then that brings into this concept that I love that maybe some of you have heard of called the Dunning-Kruger effect. Have you heard of this? Now the official like, (laughs) I don't know if this is the official, but one of them that I read is the Dunning-Kruger effect is the fact that those who suck overestimate their ability while those who don't suck underestimate their ability. Those who possess true skill often don't have the self-confidence to do that thing they want to do. This is such a fascinating concept and we have to sit here for a moment. So basically it's saying that the more you know and the more apt you are, the more you tend to lower your self-confidence and self-esteem about whatever it is you know because you know more about it. Whereas a lot of people that aren't that good at something don't even know what they don't know, so they're ignorant to what they don't know and then have a false sense of confidence around it. Wow, this is really great. And I think this is saving all of us. So why am I bringing this up? Because what the antithesis of this really means, or another way to state this, I guess, is that anybody who's really questioning their ability, like you doubt your ability, 
you doubt, am I good enough? Do I really have what it takes? Am I the best? Can I deliver? Means that according to the Dunning-Kruger effect, you fall into the category of the people that do have the ability, that are the ones that are good enough, that are the ones that can make it happen, that do have the mastery, that do have the skill. And it's those that aren't questioning it that probably need to be questioning it. So the very fact that you are questioning it means, yes, you've got what it takes because you're questioning it. And the same goes with your fear of feeling like a fraud or feeling like you're greedy because greedy people that are frauds don't ask that question. Hello, that's why they're greedy frauds. Do you think a greedy fraud really sits there before they rob a bank or do a Ponzi scheme? Am I going to come off as a fraud to people? Am I going to come off as a bad person? No, they've probably justified their bad behavior, but they're not asking those questions. They know somewhere that what they're doing is greedy and bad. Justified it, of course, so they can live with themselves, but they're not concerned about being a fraud. So the very fact that you are concerned with it means that you're not. Because where is that coming from? What intention does that come from? Comes from the intention to help people, to be selfless. And the very fact that that's the intention means there's no way you could be greedy or a fraud. Isn't that silly? Oh, all the ways we just get in our way. We're overthinking. We're overthinking it. And lastly, you know, because I've said this over and over before, the transformation is in the transaction. You won't get that, like get it until you do it. But the transformation's in the transaction. People don't pay attention to that which they don't pay for. Value things they don't put skin in the game for. And when you don't give them that opportunity, they're not going to value you and your stuff. Because what happens when you ask for the sale is they have to make a decision. And that decision, that's where the transformation begins. How many times do you look back in your life at where you grew, at where you shifted, where you had some sort of like breakthrough and what had to precede it was what a decision a decision to change a decision to stop a decision to do a decision to grow a decision and having the transaction making the sale is forcing a decision on somebody now it's not forcing a yes that's not what i said it's forcing the decision in other words they have to either say yes or no to this transformation Yes, I finally want to take back control of my weight. Yes, I finally want to take back control of my financial destiny. No, I don't want to grow my business. No, I don't want to save my marriage. It's not forcing the yes. It's just forcing the decision. They have to come to a decision. No, I don't want help with this. No, I don't want to get support on this. No, I don't want to make this a number one priority in my life. Or yes, I do. What a gift. That's not being greedy. That's not being fraudulent. That's being of service. Now, are there greedy, fraudulent people out there that sell things? Absolutely. But that has nothing to do with selling. That has to do with their intentions, their actions, their words, their lack of integrity, their lack of alignment with the promises, their expectations. But that doesn't have to do with the act of asking for money or making a sale or offering something. It has to do with what they do or don't do after that and the very fact that you're worried about that means that's never going to be in question for you Whew, relief relief 
So what else is stopping you? What else would prevent you? And I obviously am not there to help you and coach you through this like I was with all the extraordinary, courageous, and super vulnerably authentic humans that joined us for those three days at BBD Live. So I don't know what your answer is, but I can tell you this. Whatever you're choosing to answer, whatever you're putting down, ultimately you're choosing that over the impact you could have in someone else's life. It's fine. Nothing good, bad, right, or wrong, but that's what it comes down to. If we're talking about putting our stuff out there and it helping people and something's in the way of that, we're saying that's more important than helping people. Now, is that true? Maybe that's what we have been doing. That's the decision we have been making, but it's not the decision you have to make anymore. And so that's what I'll leave you with in this episode. What's more important to you? What will you choose today? Today, Monday, if you're listening to this, Monday, right now, what will you choose this week? Will you choose whatever this reason is, whatever this thing is that's been getting in the way, or will you choose the impact that you can have on even one person? Will you choose to help? Will you choose to serve? Will you choose to make a difference? To transform the quality of someone's life? And I'm not even talking about the ripple effect that it has beyond that, that you and I both can't even imagine. Or will we choose to say no to all of that for something else? And at the end of the day, is anything really bigger than that? Maybe. I don't know. That's your choice. Nothing's wrong or bad. And that's completely up to you. But that's the choice that's on the table. Every moment that we open that laptop, every day we get to work, when we roll up those sleeves and get at it, we have that choice. What will you choose? Okay, that's it. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much. I'm back. I'm back. I'm not going to miss another one. I'm definitely, don't let, just hold me to this. I will never, ever miss another episode in 2019. I give you my word, 2019, unless there is a very serious emergency and then I will communicate that. I'm not missing another episode, another Monday episode. We do sporadically the Wednesday and the Friday. But every single Monday, we're coming to you. We've got amazing guest speakers and interviews lined up, amazing new content. It's going to be a great year. It already is a great year. I'm so excited. I'm so pumped. So many more things we want to do on this podcast. So many other avenues we want to share. And I love hearing from you. So keep the feedback, the support, the comments, the insights, the lessons, the breakthroughs coming. It means the world. And I share so many of them, by the way, with my team every single week. You guys mean the world to us. You are why we do what we do. And we're going to keep doing it, doing it strong 2019. See you on the next episode. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I wanna show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is, this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com 
forward slash activate, and we can get started right now.